Hi there, a quick note before the episode begins. Did you know that Mija has her own audiobook with exclusive and brand new material? It's called Mija Podcast, the audiobook, an exclusive and never-before-heard collection of memoirs and reflections by her creator, Lori Martinez, about what it meant to turn her own migration story into a fiction series. When you get Ochenta's audiobooks, you're directly supporting our independent audio series productions. You can find it on Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobooks app. Also available in Spanish and French. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Mija. Mija means my daughter in Spanish, and this podcast is about my family. Those alive, those long gone, and those still dreaming. Now here's what you need to know about Jita. She has sparkling eyes and has a tendency to speak in parables. She loves from a great distance, but always feels close. Jita is my grandmother. So here goes. Ten minutes to tell her story. rolling green hills, nothing but emerald green for miles. This is El Eje Cafetero, the coffee lands of Colombia. There's a truck driving on a nearby dirt road. It's transporting coffee. The young woman driving is about 16, and she's worked in the coffee lands her whole life. This young woman is my grandmother. Jita. And she's on her way home to the farm where she'll have lunch with her parents. Her mother, Maria, has made rice and beans. Her old age has made it hard for her to work on the grounds. So instead, she writes poems and recites them over lunch. As for her father, Emilio, he's the quiet type. He too has another talent, map making. He works as a land surveyor in addition to running the farm. The three of them live in the house together and run the farm with the help of some local workers. They all sit down to eat. Amen. This was before La Violencia. In the space of a year or so, a civil war breaks out between the conservative and liberal parties in Colombia. The 10-year war is called the violence and displaces hundreds of thousands of people from the farmlands as different factions come to claim the lives of those from opposing parties. For some time, their region was untouched. But one day, in the midst of the war, a small group of rebel soldiers came to their farm. Gita, Maria, and Emilio hide in their basement storage room. 
behind a large painting of the Virgin Mary. And even though they spend the entire night there, the rebels never once enter the room where they're hiding. The next morning, they leave behind a farmhouse in ruins. So the three of them flee to a nearby city, carrying the last two chickens they had left. Maria and Emilio buy one train ticket for Gita, so she can go to Cali to live with her aunt and uncle at their boarding house. Gita's parents decide to stay behind, to try to salvage the farm as soon as it's safe to go back. When the day comes, they see her off at the station. She's nervous and scared. Everything has changed so quickly. But a new life awaits her in the big city. She looks out the window and sees the greenery slowly fade into concrete. Shortly after arriving, her aunt suggests she enroll in beauty school. She does, but misses the handiwork of the farm. So in her spare time, she makes things. Paintings, vases, earrings, even dresses. She quickly falls into a routine. Every morning, she has breakfast with her aunt and uncle at the communal table at the boarding house. Arepas con chocolate caliente. Then school. Then she works on her art. It's like that for a while. She graduates and even starts working in a salon in central Cali. Until one day, everything changes. A young man comes to stay at the house. And this young man is my grandfather, Titi. He's a traveling matador. Gita is drawn to his matador uniform, which glistens in the sunlight. He invites her to come see him at the arena. As she cheers for him, she fears for his life. But he always wins. In a matter of weeks, he steals her heart. No one in the family approves of the match. He's an orphan living paycheck to paycheck as a matador. But Gita has already lost so much that all those things don't matter to her. So they elope, run off to get married one afternoon in October. Their witnesses are two people who happen to be at the church at the time. And their first kiss is at their wedding. They move in together, and soon Gita has her first child, Memo. As their family grows, so do their dreams. They want a nice big house for their children. So they move to the capital from the humid, vibrant city of Cali to the cold, mountainous city of Bogota. And Titi puts away his matador uniform and picks up a pen. He becomes a journalist. Then Tatika is born, and Melita. Gita stays home to take care of the children while Titi is away on reporting trips, so she has the house to herself with three kids running around. It isn't always easy. Her own mother is miles away, so she has to figure it out all alone. But this family is the best thing she's ever made. She calls them her little birds. As soon as he is of age, Memo enrolls in military school. Her daughters stay at home. 
They're growing up in the big city, the capital, where the war can't touch them. They have the freedom to do things she couldn't at their age. So she lets them, helps them sneak in after curfew, set up dates with boys from the neighborhood, and listens and responds with wisdom to every one of their heartaches. Medita is the second to leave the house. She falls in love, gets married, and has two children, who would be Jita's first grandchildren. After school, they come to the house where Jita, Titi, and Tatika still live to spend time together. When Memo is on leave, he comes home, and they all have a big feast to celebrate. La familia is all together for a short while. Jita loves having her little birds under the same roof again, but she sees that Tatika is growing restless. She knows her daughter needs a change, and even though it will be hard for her to see her leave, Jita asks a family member to help her get on her feet if she moves to Nueva York. When the day comes, she makes breakfast as usual. She asks Tatika about the weather and flight details, and never once lets on that she's sad to be separated from her, her last little bird, her Tatika. And despite the sadness she feels, she stands firm by something her father told her on the train platform all those years ago. Children are borrowed. The world gives them to you for a short while, but you have to give them back. Now I'd like to end my 10 minutes with this. As children of immigrants, Manu and I didn't get to grow up going to La Casa after school. And though we went there every summer, distance is something that has defined our relationship with all of our grandparents. At the end of her nightly calls to La Casa, Tatika would ask Manu and I to stop watching cartoons and come say hello to them on the phone. At the time, we both were too young to understand how important those hellos were, how they were the only connection we had to La Familia back in Colombia. Manu and I would say hi quickly, and then run back to watch TV. But Jita never shows signs of disappointment. She always smiles, her eyes sparkling as she hears the accented voices of her grandchildren saying, Te quiero, Jita. I love you, Jita. Jita is our last living grandparent. The others, Ana, Fino, and Titi, are all long gone. But I still dream of them. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Our associate producers are Laura Ubate and Rebecca Seidel. Our theme music is by Gabriel Dalmaso, and our art is by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mija Podcast. That's M-I-J-A Podcast. If you like the show, tell a friend about it and maybe leave a comment on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Until next time, sending you much love and good old American recuerdos. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Did you know that Mija has her own audiobook with exclusive and brand new material? It's called Mija Podcast, the audiobook, an exclusive and never-before-heard collection of memoirs and reflections by her creator, Lori Martinez, about what it meant to turn her own migration story into a fiction series. When you get Ochenta's audiobooks, you're directly supporting our independent audio series productions. You can find it on Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobooks app. Also available in Spanish and French.